Welcome to Two Idiots Talk Health and Fitness Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Tyler. Each week, we sit down to bring you practical, actionable health and fitness information. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 68 of the Two Idiots Talk Health and Fitness Podcast. Uh, if you're watching the video, then you obviously can see a change. Uh, if you are listening to it via Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, whatever else you're listening to, uh, then you're going to hear the change because I'm doing the intro today. Uh, and that is because Ryan is not with me. All right. We, we have a substitute idiot with us today. Uh, we have Rusty. What's going on, everyone? Um, unfortunately, Ryan's schedule this week is just absolutely berserk um, between prepping for the half Ironman that is coming up here in just about five days. Uh, and then with the pre-sale starting up in Katanning and so forth like that, his schedule is kind of through the roof. He's also doing a uh, speaker's panel thing today for you know a, a, a big fitness business thing. So he's got a, he's got a lot on his plate. So we substituted him out today for Rusty. So we've got a cool little topic that we're going to be talking about. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, we're going to dive into some just standard stuff, some standard announcements and so forth. So uh, first things first, next Monday up at Leechburg, third year in a row, smoothie truck. All right. Outdoor workout is starting at 6 p.m. Love the smoothie smoothies. truck. Oh, dude, the smoothie, tr- smoothie truck. So good. Um, Smoothie truck will be there from 5 to 8.30, so make sure you stop by, catch the smoothie truck, grab a workout, all that fun stuff. Um, Then the second announcement is going to be about the hike over the weekend. We unfortunately had to postpone the hike uh, just due to, um, you know, unsure about the weather and so forth. We got all that rain Friday night. So the trail was muddy, all that kind of crap. Um, so we postponed it due to the weather that was coming Saturday afternoon. Um, so the new date for the cross club mixture hike thing is going to be August 7th. All right. Same time, same place, 12 PM Harrison Hills park. Um, but August 7th is when we are going to do that hike now. So make sure you guys throw that down on the calendar, on your schedule. Friends and family are welcome to come and join us. We'll just be kind of catching up, going for a nice little hike, learning about nature a little bit, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what Rusty's going to teach us or whatnot like that. Um, but we'll get together as a group, go have some fun and, uh, get out in the world a little bit. Uh, and then lastly, um, little updates for stuff. We have officially started our pre-sale for Catanning that started this past week. So if you guys have friends or family in the Catanning area, let them know, tell them to go check out the pre-sale office, tell them to schedule an appointment with Matt and or Ryan, uh, and we'll get you guys in there, get the fam- fam- friends and family in there and get them going and ready to go. Um, so that's moving as well. And then also you can let them know that we are going to be doing a free outdoor workout up in Catanning next Thursday. All right. That will be the 20. 20- I have no idea what date that is. Uh, July 29th, I want to say. Going to the phone. Yeah, I'm going to the phone. We're (laughs) going to get the calendar right. Um, Yeah, it'll be July 29th. Uh, That will be at 6 p.m. So if you got friends or family up in the Catanning area, you can let them know that we have a free workout going down next week. On that note, because I've never had to do announcements before, so now I know how like literally just winded you can get from talking nonstop. Um, 
What's up, man? What's new? Uh, we haven't had you on the podcast in probably a couple months now um, since you came back from you know basic and then infantry and so forth. So what's going down? What's been new? What's training been like? All that fun stuff. Well, first off, Tyler, thank you for having me on for sure. You and, uh, you and Ryan have been blowing up on here. It's good to see. You know, it's well-deserved. So uh, it's a pleasure being back. Uh, yeah, training-wise, since I've been back from from Georgia, it's really just, you know, train how you fight, right? So uh, I've been doing a lot of, like, hit-style working out uh, since I've been back, uh, a lot of functional fitness. Um, I work out my my vest a lot. Uh, so I'm rocking the, you know, small plug, HRT, uh, rack plate carrier. But uh, I work out in that a lot. We actually just did a Murph last month, which was awesome. Uh, right. I've never done that. <laughs> I will uh, never do it again. Yeah, I mean, it's tough for sure, but uh, it's definitely an accomplishment and, um, you know, represents something pretty special. So, uh, yeah, really just functional fitness since I've been home. All right, man. I like it. I like it. Uh, what's uh, what's kind of the, the game plan for future training? What are we doing? Anything anything new? We got any goals on the horizon that we're striving for? Anything along those lines? I have. So uh, the Army uh, moved to the ACFT, so it's a little bit different. It's like six events now. Um, you know, you got like a sprint drag carry, knee tucks, two mile run, oh yeah, uh, T push ups, all kinds of good stuff. So I'm actually working on a little bit of uh, heavier weight strength training now. I want to get my deadlift up, uh, max that out. Uh, I think it's like three reps at 320 or 340 is max for that. So I'm working on deadlifting uh, and uh, getting my bench back up. Bench is more for me, right? I just enjoy it. So uh, it's important to have fun in the gym. It keeps you going, right? You don't want to get too stagnant and get bored absolutely man absolutely for sure um so i'm not ryan i don't have a ton of bits i don't have that much to kind of bullshit on at the start of this thing and obviously you know we both have schedules right rusty's got stuff coming up soon so we're just gonna get straight into it let's do it yeah keep it simple keep it in uh kind of like the episode of uh like two episodes back where ryan and i just jumped straight in um so what we're gonna be talking about today is some similarities and comparisons for functional fitness from the general population, which is, you know, you guys are members, you know, people who are just coming to the gym, trying to be healthy, trying to, you know, get in shape and so forth for your own benefit to the military and how the military trains and how they've been shifting their training over the last number of years. Cause I mean, I might not be in the military, but I've seen a lot of things and a lot of the changes that they've been doing um, and it is kind of shifting over into that functional standpoint. So we're going to kind of dive in, kind of get some firsthand accounts on, you know, what it's been like, how, you know, how it's helped, how it's changed to also what we do in our clubs and so forth, both Cheswick, Leechburg, soon to be Catanning, um, and so forth to be able to, you know, get some of the same benefits and so forth like that. It's like, um, that, that always ready mindset sort of thing. So, Let's kind of, let's start with you then, Rusty. Like, what was functional training like at, you know, basic and infantry school? Like, what did it kind of consist of? What was the, you know, daily routine on that stuff? What was the main focuses that you guys kind of went into? Absolutely, yeah. Um, the Army has really stepped up their game. Feel free, yeah, feel, uh, free, feel it, free to come to the mic, man. <laughs> when, it, when it comes to nutrition and, of it. and physical fitness. So, uh Really quickly, I was uh, I joined in 2008, um, and I was a small arms repair, uh, and I actually got out in 2014, and then I got back in just this last year, and I went 
back to basic training and to infantry school at Fort Benning and then came home after I finished that. So I kind of got to see how the program evolved with the military um, over the years. And the big thing right now is nutrition. Uh, they really up their nutrition game. They're making sure people are eating healthy and consistently, right, and clean. And um, that's really, really important just for, for, for uh, performance, right? Because uh, really you're training like a professional athlete at that point. So nutrition, paramount. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Right? Um, one thing that surprised me is they actually – uh, kind of took focus off of the longer distance stuff. Uh, so I know this last time through, we would always do one long distance run a week, uh, usually, you know, five to eight miles. But other than that, uh, we did a lot of 30, 60s um, style runs, uh, you know, short sprints, high intensity, uh, followed by a pause, uh, followed by another, uh, you know, short sprint, keep the heart rate up, um, keep moving. Uh, and then on off days of our runs, we would do a lot of body weight stuff. So like every minute on the minute workouts, we do like push up sit ups or oh, yeah. we do, uh, uh, days where we did pull up drills, uh, again, followed by just quick sprints. Uh, so we might go in and do, uh, you know, a pyramid on the pull up bar followed by a 400 meter sprint and then another pyramid on the pull up bar uh, and kind mm. of rotate like that. So mm. not so much long distance stuff. And then of course we always had our like rucks thrown in um, yeah, yeah, with, like yeah. the 50 to 60 pound packs on and just walking at a fast pace. So, um, that was kind of how it was in Fort Benning. Uh, I appreciate it. One thing that's nice is, uh, that I took, uh, you know, away with me was that I didn't have to run those long distances all the time to improve my overall run time on like the two mile PT test. Right. Oh, so yeah. I was doing mostly sprints, uh, but I kept seeing my two mile time come down and down and down and down. And I shaved like three minutes off my two mile time while I was there. Yeah, so, for sure. And I know yeah. that that was a big thing that you were working on before leaving was trying to really, really just get your running kind of in check and so forth. So like, you know, obviously having the perspective that you had the first time back in 2008 going in and understanding that like we did a ton of running, we did a shit ton of running, you know, and that was a big thing. You know, you kind of took that mindset in preparation to go back. Like how, how did that kind of like, what, what happened with you when you realized like, oh shit, we're not doing all that anymore. Like I felt like I wasted time. Right. So like, honestly, before I went, if I could go back and like prep to go again, mm -hmm. um, I would do a lot less long distance running and I would do way more strength training, um, okay. way more hit style stuff. Uh, it's way more important. And then, uh, again, you might not think you're working your core. You might not think you're going to improve your run times doing that stuff, but you absolutely are. Uh, and you're getting into completely just better shape all around. So, yeah. um, I could have put in a lot less work before I left and had a lot better results if I would have done things the right way yeah. instead of just running long distance all the time. Okay. So yeah. let's kind of then let, let, let's give, you know, listeners, viewers, whatever you know, we want to call you guys. I don't really know. Um, let's give like perspective, like for the military, like what is training? Like why, obviously why are we training and why are we training in that capacity for what? I mean, so the job that I was there for was infantry, right? So I went to infantry school. It's 11 Bravo. Um, to be blunt, you're training how to fight a war, right? They're yeah. training to send us to the front lines and fight other human beings. That's what we're there to do. Um, so again, you know, that's the mindset down there. Uh, and you kind of, you mentioned it before, but you always have to be ready to go, right? Um, a war could start next week and we'd be expected to go and fight. So uh, again, that's why it's so important that you do take away those lessons because mm -hmm. you need to implement them in your life outside of training as well. Yeah. So 
obviously, you know, we're talking functional training here. That's what they were doing. A lot of, you know, time-based stuff, a lot of high intensity, less on the, you know, long endurance based things and things like that. So what were some of the like key functional exercises that you guys were doing down there on the daily? A lot of it was body weight, uh, just because of the resources, right? Okay. Um, so we did a lot of push-ups, jumping mm-hmm. jacks. Uh, we did a lot of like hip thrusters, uh, six inches, flutter kicks, uh, stuff like that. Um, and obviously they build you up over time. Mm-hmm. But um, a really good example is is we did something called a stress shoot down there. So they they basically when they aggressively make you work out, they mm-hmm. used to call it getting smoked. Um, I don't know what they call it now in the military world, but yeah, um, you got me, man. They would basically smoke us. They'd um, make us do all kinds of exercises. They get our heart rate up. They make sure that we were stressed. And then they'd hand us a rifle and they say, okay, go qualify on the range with this rifle now that your heart rate's up and you're pissed off at us for yelling at you for the last hour. Yeah. So kind of putting you, um, putting you under, under pressure and yeah. so forth and then making it, you know, heart rate up, you're breathing heavy and they want to see kind of how you compose yourself then. Absolutely. Kind of and that, that, and that just forwards. goes into the ability like to make – those movements that we did every day that got us into better shape habit. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I think is another shortfall from people. It's like, it doesn't become a habit in your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, the one thing I remember you talking a lot about when you came back was, you know, and you kind of mentioned it there was like, they took you kind of in phases. And I remember there was a point that you said that you guys had to create your own weights using sacks or whatever like mm-hmm. that. You had to like create your own like kettlebells and stuff like that before you could graduate to actually having them and using them and so forth. So what did you do with the kettlebells? What did you do with, you know, your makeshift kettlebell? Like what kind of exercises were, were kind of key things that you guys had going for you there? Absolutely. So everything in training and initial entry training is a privilege, mm-hmm. right? So you don't get anything, you earn it all, um, which uh, it kind of makes you look at things differently. But uh, we did not have access to kettlebells at the beginning of training. That was something that we had to earn. Uh, So to kind of combat that and chase the goals and chase where we wanted to go, uh, we took sandbags and duct tape and we made our own kettlebells, right? Uh, So you had to get a little bit creative. But uh, honestly, we do things like goblet squats, um, even like sandbag carries, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Shoulder presses, thrusters all those kind of full body compound movements, uh, that we needed to do. Uh, so we would go through a whole day of training yeah. and at the end we would do all this stuff to put in the extra work to make sure that we were just better off at the end of the week. Right. So, um, you had to get creative, but that just goes to show again, like this stuff can be done outside of the gym. You take the lessons you learn here. Uh, there's really no excuse. Even if you're injured, if you hurt a leg, like you can work upper body, there's all different kinds of things you can do. So let's kind of take this. So now we have kind of like our background within military. We have, you know, what you did, um, what kind of like the workout routines were like, how you kind of progressed through on that stuff, you know, going from nothing and doing mostly calisthenics to, you know, sandbag, duct tape, you know, using for weights to eventually you graduated up to kettlebells and things like that. So we did all that stuff. You graduated, you come back, you know, now you're here you know, you're running some trainings, you're running people through, you know, functional fitness on the daily. What are the similarities that you've seen from training for the military and training there to what we've kind of do on, or what we do on a daily basis within, you know, small groups, team training, things along those lines. A lot of it's the exact same there's more similar similarity than anything else. I think what changes 
when you're in the civilian world, to be blunt, is the mindset that people have, where it's when you're in training and you're doing that, you're training to fight a war, you understand your life depends on it, right? And then you come into civilian world and you have people that are in the gym setting. Um, and honestly, there's people with a lot of health issues that their life does depend on it, but they feel like when they leave Bingo. the gym, that that can just stop. Uh, and that's that's not true, right? Um, and everything we do here applies to what you're doing, you know, goblet squats, for example, uh, do you need to bend over and pick things up at home? Didn't need right? to get, up, get your ass do, off, do you off have, the toilet. <laughs> you have back issues where you, you, you can't bend over and pick something up off the ground. Like yeah. we're helping with that. Right. So if you take the movements and you do them correctly uh, and you take the knowledge that the trainers here have, uh, you can apply that to your everyday life. And again, that's that train, how you fight mindset, right? You're fighting through every single day of your life. You're trying to get motivated for every single day of your life. And we're giving you the tools to do it safely and correctly and continue to see results. But for some reason, uh, people think that they can just come here and then it ends. Uh, and that's just not true. So the whole reason why we wanted to get into this sort of thing was really to kind of put this into perspective for people. If our military can train in functional training standpoint with minimal equipment, what can somebody who has lots of equipment, good resources, good guidance accomplish at that standpoint, you know, with all that stuff around. And, and, you know, you said the one big thing that really separates it and that is the mindset factor, you know, obviously in the military, you know, they are training you for war. They're training you for preparedness. They are training you to always, always, always be ready. And I think that's a characteristic that slowly needs to be brought into the civilian world of always being ready. You know, it doesn't matter what we're doing or where we're going or what's happening, but being ready. I know I've talked about this in a prior podcast episode a long time ago, as there's quite a few episodes back. But when uh, we jokingly talked about, you know, one of the secret reasons why I like to stay in shape and that's because like zombie apocalypse, man. Right. You know, like, or just emergencies. Like I want to be prepared and ready to withstand the circumstances that might come up at any point in time. And you never know when it's going to happen. Um, and that's a sense of always being ready, always being prepared, always being physically capable of dealing with situations when they might occur, whether that be very, very minimal, you know, just stuff at home, like, ah, shit you know, the trash bag, super heavy. My husband's not here. Like, blah, what am I? Oh, wait, I can do it. Like, this is nothing to, you know, an actual emergency situation of needing to help somebody and, you know, I don't know, move a car, or, you know, I, something along those lines. I even bring up in today's, you know, day and age too, with like all the sickness and stuff. Oh yeah, it for sure. The community and our country and the world, but it's like the people who aren't having as many issues are the people that have maintained their body and stayed in shape. Oh, hundred percent. So it's like, hundred percent. If, if if you can't understand that, I don't know. Hey, you know, and and obviously we talk about this. This is one of the benefits and reasons why, you know, taking care of yourself, eating properly, exercising regularly is so important. You know, there is a sense of um, increased resiliency in your body, within your immune system, within, you know, if you do get injured, your body can heal faster. Um, you know, that stuff is proven. It, it's been proven through studies. It's been proven through science. It's been proven, you know, across the board in many different scenarios that that is the case. 
Um, it's also been proven that people who stay in shape are able to withstand through more stress and they are more composed under stress. Um, and their bodies don't kind of, um, exhibit, you know, higher aftermath, you know, side effects of stress and so forth like that. You know, people who can handle stress well, usually are in pretty okay shape and pretty okay health and so forth like that. So, you know, there are so many benefits to these things. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so intrigued by the military switching over to more of a functional standpoint on their training is because that, that really is, you know, kind of like a mainstream training, you know, style like that, like, that's a mainstream thing. They, like, they, they told us day one, they were like, you are now considered professional athletes and that's how you'll be fed and that's how you will be trained. You know? So it's like that carries over in anything you do. So if, if again, if the military is doing it, why shouldn't, why shouldn't civilians do it? Why shouldn't everybody? It's more accessible for civilians to do. Um, that's what I mean. Like there's really no excuse at this point to, to take care of yourself. Uh, and again, I'm speaking as someone that was over 300 pounds myself. Like I get it. It's difficult. Oh, yeah. Um, there's ups and downs. You're going to lose weight. You're going to gain weight. Uh, you're going to have days where you get up and you hate the world. Uh, but at the end of the day, all those are just excuses. Uh, you drive on, uh, and I know how difficult it can be, but again, that's one of the tools that, uh, you know, a gym and its trainers can provide like that accountability factor too, right? Uh, it gets something on your schedule. You get to, you get to, you know, know you need to wake up this day and get here and, and put in the work. Uh, and then uh, it does, it makes you feel better all day when you work oh, out. Yeah. Um, so lots of benefits there. Yeah. You know, so what I want to do now is just kind of run through, I'm just going to kind of drive off a list of, of functional exercises. And I just want you to say, you know, yes or no. Yes. Being like, we did that while we were down there or no being like, we didn't do that. Okay. All right. So that's what it's we're going to do. Probably going to be a lot of yeses. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we're yeah. going to find out. Okay. So we'll kind of hit a couple that we know. Goblet squats. Yes. All right. Thrusters. Yes. Kettlebell swings. Yes. Deadlifts. Yes. Um, let's see. Floor presses. Yes. Um, Bridges. Yes. Um, Bridges are actually part of one of our uh, official PT warmups. So we Ooh, did them almost every day. Look at that. Yes. Look at that. Yep. All right. Uh, step ups. Yes. Uh, lunges. Absolutely. <laughs> that was punishment. <laughs> <laughs> They're the worst. Lunges, lunges are the worst. Um, rows. Yes. Um, Dang, I'm starting to blank out on stuff. Um, planks. Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah. I feel, uh, I, I'm not surprised by yeah. that one. That's, that's pretty good. All right, so right there, I, I'm going to stop there. That's 10 exercises. Like, that's 10 exercises that we do daily within all of our programs, or we at least have a variation of one of those in all of our training programs. And you did all of those at some point in time. To train with the greatest train, military the world has ever seen. To train in the military. Yes. And you were gone for six months. So that's like, that's half a year of doing that stuff. Like there truly is no better way for our civilians, especially in today's day and age where, you know, obesity and being overweight is, is such a prevalent thing. And, you know, I, I don't, I think the, 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 
stigma was changing, but you know, COVID definitely helped push it. But like people are now looking towards health much different than they did prior. And people are really pushing towards trying to get healthier. You know, this is, I think this is probably the way I think it's important to talk about those. So like I did, I was down there for six months. Right. And I was fortunate. I'll use the word fortunate uh, to be able to concentrate on that for six months. Right. Uh, And I think one thing that people need to understand is, is when you involve civilian life and work and job and stress, right. You need to plan for this massive change to be more than six months long. You need to plan out to 12 months out to, out to two years. Right. Um, I think that people think they'll come in here and see these kind of results in two weeks uh, and it kind of kills motivation. But I know I've said it before, like it's what you do when you're not motivated that matters, right? It's easy to work out when you're motivated. Uh, The the people who keep working out when the motivation leaves them are the ones that get the results. Uh, Yeah, it's important. Discipline over motivation. Right. You know, we've, we've talked about that briefly before in terms of, you know, uh, motivation is kind of, it ebbs and flows. It comes and goes like, you know, having discipline to do it on the days that you don't want to and things like that are the days that separate you from the people who want the results and aren't getting it. You know, that's what's going to separate you from, you know, failure or success is doing it on the days that you don't want to, um, you know, and, and you're right. Like there is a, a massive difference here. You know, you were able to go for six months and solely focus on that. You know, you were training most days of the week because that's all you were there to do. Right. You know, for the most part, you know, so it is slightly different when it comes to civilian life. So, you know, I agree with you on that one. You know, we could look at this in like six months. Yeah. But we should be looking at 12 months. We should be looking at two years. You should be looking at a lifetime of trying to keep yourself moving. And we, you know, we talked about that, that in one of the prior episodes about, you know, healthy aging and so forth and how maintaining strength and maintaining mobility and movement is one of the best ways to age, you know, gracefully and, and, and right and properly. So you're not dealing with the consequences of, you know, health issues and severe problems, you know, just from lack of movement and things along those lines. Um, you know, so going through and planning this stuff out is true. You're going through a lifestyle change with this sort of stuff, eating properly, adding in, you know, working out and exercising, finding balance within, you know, your, your mental health, spiritual health, physical health, you know, nutrition, like it, it, it's all about finding the balance with it. So within civilian life, dealing with families, work, this, that, the other, you know, yeah, it's, it's about planning, you know, so you might not be working out six days a week, like Rusty was for six months, you know, but you might be consistently coming in three, four times a week, getting solid workouts in and then balancing everything else. And you can achieve wonders with just consistency on that, on, on that sort of plan, you know? So Really, this whole episode is just kind of calling out those similarities. We're trying to show you guys that, you know, functional training truly is, you know, one of the best ways to go about doing it. And, you know, I'll even call out, you know, I would say probably one of the other reasons why the military switched over to functional training is to minimize injury risk. Absolutely. I mean, like injury risk within the military was always huge. I mean, yeah. And even money wise, how much money do you think they pour into a soldier to like get them ready for war? Oh God, all the medical and everything all this time and and money uh, training these soldiers to have them get hurt and have them out of the fight. Yeah. So it's, it's really important that you stay healthy. 
functional training is the way to go guys. Like it's just, it's there for a reason. You know, we do it for a reason. The military is starting to do it for a reason. Like there's purpose behind it. Um, you know, even if sometimes it may not seem like it, there is always a reason why this stuff is happening and why we're doing it the way that we're doing it. So it's good to kind of get some, some insight from somebody who has gone for a while doing that sort of thing. Um, you know, somebody who's now seeing it on the daily within our own clubs, um, you know, teaching it as well. Um, and really just trying to help, help you guys get to where we want you to get. Uh, so a lot of cool stuff here. Um, obviously as always, uh, if you guys have questions or comments or anything like that, you can drop them uh, on the Facebook post. You can drop them on the YouTube video. You can drop them into the anchor voice message thing, which we did officially get one. Finally, I just have not listened to it. Um, we've only been asking for like the last 15 episodes and we finally got one. Um, but yeah, so if you guys have any questions for Rusty about anything in regards to uh, military stuff, training in the military, nutrition in the military, anything along those lines, um, leave a comment on either the Facebook post, the YouTube video, or drop a voice message, and we'll make sure that we get him to answer it at some point in a future episode. I'd be happy uh, to. Anything else you want to say, man? No, no. Thanks for having me on again, though. Uh, it was a pleasure being on here and getting the Substitute idiot audience. for the day. Yeah, I'll take it substitute idiot for the day well on that note like we said at the beginning of this episode guys we have some stuff to do rusty's got to go get prepped for some stuff i gotta go get prepped for some stuff so we're keeping it short and sweet hopefully you enjoyed this episode uh again if you have questions leave it for us at somewhere you know that we said make sure you subscribe make sure you follow us on youtube apple Podcasts, spotify all that fun stuff and Ryan will, in fact, be back next week if he's not dead from the half Ironman. We'll find out on Sunday. All right. We'll see. See you guys next week. See ya.